You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. So what's the verdict? When we last left you, you were <laughs> we going last home. Left off. To see if your wonderful new roommate and friend was still alive in the bathtub. Last week on Sarah's creepy apartment. So what? <laughs> what? What's the story? People want to know. People need to know the verdict, Sarah. All right, Greg. We I will talked tell about you. your roommate Cedric and how you doused him with chemicals and left him in your bathtub. I will tell you, I was able. I successfully murdered Cedric. You did. I successfully murdered him. His corpse was in my bathtub when I got home. Sweet. Yeah. Were you able to clean it up? I did not touch that thing. I, I stuck to my guns. I did not touch it. I, I squealed and like used everything. Uh, I turned on my shower and was able to finally coax him down the drain. <laughs> for anybody listening to our show for the first time, this is going to be the weirdest <laughs> intro that you've ever heard. Like, what the hell? Am I listening to a crime in process? <laughs> Maybe you are. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network. And available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Also, huge thank you to everyone who supports podcasts, in particular, the Fun Employment Radio Network and Fun Employment Radio, and by going to our website. Our website is conveniently the same name as the show, funemploymentradio.com. Wow. That's funemploymentradio.com. That's funemploymentradio.com. Wow. Okay. Yes. So The wow wasn't part of it. No, I've, I've wanted to add in the wow. I'm trying to spice you're, it up. You're actually, it's I'm, making it very confusing. I'm spicing it up a little no. bit. Well, maybe. We'll see. Uh, but anyway, go there and click on the Amazon link at the top of the page or on any of our fine sponsor links on the right-hand side of the page, like Next Adventure or our Cyber Mall, where you can do all of your online shopping all needs. All of your cyber shopping. You throw away Google. You don't need it mm-hmm. anymore. You just need funemploymentradio.com. And, and, well, you probably need Google for some things. But, but either way. Uh, for all of your shopping needs, that's all you need. You just need to go to our website. Mm-hmm. So there we go. I was just getting that in that there. That was really good. Just Greg. wanted to make sure people were aware of that. I, I feel like that's really like that's stuck in my brain now. Is it? Good. Mm-hmm. All right. So there we go. Um, I, and I've got some things I want to get to about last night for myself. I have some I have some questions I need to propose to the listeners. I need to get out there. I need some answers on some weird things that are happening to me in my head. But before we get to that, mm. Sarah, yes. about your murder. Yes, my murder. Uh, can you, can you just, just to fill in for anybody else. Oh, okay. So uh, yesterday I was in my bathroom and I was getting ready to, I was leaning into my bathtub to grab my face wash and I looked and I saw something out of the corner of my eye and sure enough, it was uh, something that we have here in Oregon called a house centipede. They are terrifying. It looks like they have a million legs, but in fact, I learned yesterday through our fun facts about house centipedes that they mm-hmm. only have 30 legs. Yes. And um, and they groom sets. themselves. And they groom themselves and they're super fucking creepy. Anyway, they're they're harmless, but they are... The most terrifying looking things in the world. And I didn't know what to do. I called Greg for some advice. I found a, a household cleaner, uh, which happened to be the only thing that I had that was toxic was a foaming purple OxyClean. So I ended up spraying it on the bug. The bug was running around covered in purple foam with like eyelash legs. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, slowly, the run turned into a walk, turned into a stop. So I wasn't quite sure if I had actually successfully killed the bug when I had left my apartment. Yes. So, Flash to the show. We were talking about it, and then Greg had me convinced that I probably just made it angry. And then also, I would Greg assume. also, Greg also gave it a name named Cedric. That was <laughs> Cedric, to your roommate, roommate Cedric that, that I you murdered. murdered. Yeah, <laughs> I murdered. And when we were leaving yesterday, uh, I was getting. I actually delayed going back to my apartment for like two hours. Really? Yeah, because I didn't want to deal with it. It just it. It just grew me. And there are all these like really nice people on the internet. Like Sarah, I can just talk you through it. The, these bugs are amazing. I used to have a problem with them. I'm like. I am a lost cause. Don't don't try to talk to me about that. I'm 35 You're, years old. Don't talk to me about the wonder of insects. You I'm can't not, change your ways. That, no, that's it. You're stuck in your I'm ways. I'm stuck. I'm not ever going to look at that and be like, wow, what a beautiful, helpful creature. What a lovely bug. No, I'm going to look at it and like, I want it to die. I want <laughs> it to die. So yeah, so I did get home yesterday. It was in my shower. The body was there. And I was able, I turned on the shower, it's like squealing and being grossed out. And then, of course, it was like stuck on there and I couldn't get out. So I had to have like a cup of water to try and wash it down because there was no way in hell I was touching that thing. 
No way. <laughs> Even though it was dead. And finally, I'd, I thought I had slushed it down the drain. And so I was like, all right, I will be able to shower again someday. I'm starting to smell a little. And uh, as I was getting ready to get into the shower, I kid you not, Greg, the fucking bug had missed the drain and it was stuck on the side of my bathtub behind my <laughs> shower curtain. And I saw something peeking out. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, oh, Cedric, you got oh, me again. Man. You got me again. It's like Weekend at Burning's only with oh, Cedric. With Cedric. Like, he just would not go away. Finally, I got that little fucker down the drain, and uh, I made sure that I, I, I ran the water for, like, 15 minutes just to make sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> not really that long. A couple minutes, but just to make sure. Okay. Okay. Then here's the other issue. Here's the other issue. Are you worried about the fact that there could possibly be some of Cedric's friends. I kind of there. am because as like I I don't know what's happening right now but I have seen three separate friends who work in who like work in three separate parts of town that have said that have taken pictures of, of the same kind of thing that I that I've seen the house centipede uh-huh. and they're like what is this thing? They're everywhere So right it's an now. infestation going on. I think it's a house centipede infestation. Oh boy. Yeah, and they're everywhere and it just makes me super Do you itchy. want to start a support group? <laughs> I mean, maybe you do need to start one for for people who have been traumatized by. They are the pretty. Centipede. It's traumatizing. Yeah. Like imagine just seeing like a pair of false eyelashes like running across your floor, going <laughs> sixteen inches. The well, second. now that's just kind of funny. No, it's not. It's not funny. <laughs> I. It is not funny. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, anyway, Cedric is gone. We're waiting for his roommates or his buddies to uh, get revenge on yep. you. But uh, but he went down the drain. Okay. Yeah. So he is. Uh, he is good. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Okay, I'm sorry. Is it a little bit, little bit too much? <laughs> Went back too far on that. I am just afraid now. Like I can't ever relax. Like whenever I'm in my apartment and I, I'll think I see something out of the corner of my eye. Uh huh. And like every time I like see something, you know, like like dark, I think that it's. I'm like, oh fuck. There's another now one. I'm just gonna think it's fake eyelashes running. <laughs> <laughs> it's a caterpillar, but with fake eyelashes stuck on either side. <laughs> I'm trying to make it funnier. It's not because their legs are also kind of clear. They're like clear and uh, like banded. They have stripes on them. Oh. All right. Well, anyway, there's the there's the wrap up of that. You can listen to the full sorted tale yesterday uh, on yesterday's episode of Fun Employment Radio. All right. Well, I have to talk about something that's been going on with me, and it's nothing that's really happening at my house. It's it's something that's going on in my head, and I don't know what's up. It's it's kind of it's been a really weird last couple of weeks, and I've talked about this before, where I have you know my um, yeah, we've done some uh, talk about Greg's dreams. I have weird dreams. I'm not one of those people. I I talk to people who say like, oh yeah, no, I never dream. No, I don't. I don't dream. Or if I and do, there are I people never that only dream them. in black and white. What? Yeah. That's strange. Now that's what I like. Yeah, I've, I've talked to people who, who just dream in black If and you white. are one of those people, I'm not going to say you're a serial killer, but I'm just assuming there's something off about you, and <laughs> so you probably are. No, I have dreams like that that feel like they last for days, like for days and days and days, and then I'll wake up and it's been like four hours. It's so okay. bizarre. Somebody in the chat is calling me Greg, Mr. Robot Nibbler. Is Mr. Robot a good show? I've heard that it's really good. Okay, I need to check that and out. And people whose opinions I trust have said it's good. Okay, all right, maybe I need to watch that, but I have not watched it yet. So... I thought maybe we could do this. This is where I need some help. I need help from from listeners. I need help from you, Sarah, to try to interpret what the hell these crazy-ass dreams mean. Because one of them is one I've only had once, but it really stuck out. Okay. And okay. another one has been a repeat dream. Okay. And this I have repeat my, dream. I actually have the books in here still. So, here's the, so do, yeah. you, do you want the just kind of. I want the repeat one first because I've had it like a repeat dream that I've had since I was a kid. The repeat one's pretty messed up. They're really weird. No, this, okay. isn't, this isn't a repeat one from a kid. I have those two. This is a newer repeat one where I've had it several times over the last, I'd say, month. That is it's it the one with the door again? It isn't the creepy girl, right? No, it's not the creepy girl at the door. Hitting her where, head with the door. Where she hits her head that's with the door and then looks up, at me. That's yeah, that up. one. That one is really messed up. Like that sounds like a horror movie. That's still vivid in my mind of this girl dressed in like an old time dress, looking at me and then and turning bashing and bashing herself in the head, bashing with the her door, head on the corner of a door. This is what happened. And then Greg. turning around and looking at me and pointing at it. Yeah, that that one's. And that's in your room, so that probably that clearly happened in your room. It's I like, don't know. What, that what dreams. it is? What's it? What is it? It's like a, a an imprint. That's that's an imprinted memory. I think in on the res like in your residence. I don't know. That dream's messed up. Because that's what no, happens. No, that's sometimes not an imprinted when, memory. No, because that, no, that girl looks right at me and then looks at the door and opens a door. Maybe and you represent the person that was telling her to slam her head on the door. I'm no. Maybe I'm you're clearly seeing not it from the perspective. No, in that dream, I'm not telling her to do that. She just looks at me. Like, I'm stuck there. I don't have a choice. 
bashes her head okay, on the door right, and then looks back at me one. and points at it. That one, you brought it up. Now, now that's flooding back into my memory because it's so vivid. Like every detail of that room is vividly placed in my head. I could draw it out and show you exactly what it was, but it's terrifying. Anyway, there's that one. So do you want, I've got these two different dreams. Do you want one that's just kind of a strange uh, dream? It's not a scary dream, just weird. Or do you want the scary dream? Well, we always you always have to end on, on a high note. So let's let's go with the lesser of the two first. All right, the lesser of the two, and this is one I wrote down, and this is one maybe that would be good for an interpretation thing. So here's the thing. I'm riding on a bus, kind of like a school bus type of setting, mm-hmm. but I'm an adult, and it's, it's, and it's all adults on the bus. And I hear somebody, it's kind of like raucous, like people are jumping up and down, you know, having a good time or whatever. There's not like music going, but- Having a good time on the bus. Having a good time on the bus, but it is like a school bus. And I hear my name, and I turn around, and sitting about two rows back are Tina Fey and Molly Shannon. Do you know who Molly Shannon is? You do. Of course you do. Of course. Uh, a lot of people may not okay, know Okay, Molly, Molly Shannon, Shannon is. is a comic genius. Yes. Molly Shannon... Uh, absolute, absolute, de- doesn't get the... She doesn't get the accolades she deserves. Molly yes. Shannon is a, is an amazing human being. 100% agree. Molly Shannon is an absolute comedic genius. You are absolutely right. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, big fan. But they are both sitting there, and they start talking to me, and this is a dream This lasts a while, and Molly's like... My Shannon looks at looks at me and says, <coughs> "She doesn't cough like I just did." Um, That's very compelling, right? No, she looks at me and she's like, "You need to write this. You need to write it." And I'm like, "Okay, no, I don't want to. I don't want to." And I kept telling her I don't want to. And then Tina Fey starts bugging me, and again, this is like a night long dream. That's so weird. And don't you ever feel creepy when you dream about celebrities? It's really weird. Yeah. I don't dream about celebrities. That's why this is really strange. No, I have random ones pop into my dreams, like not even ones that I'm I've like, never ex- met, ex- interested in. I've never met either of these women. Don't know them. I have no. I don't think about them during the day at all. But somehow they came into the dream. And what it was was Molly Shannon wanted me to write the speech for her son's bar mitzvah. I've never been to a bar mitzvah. I'm not Jewish. Uh, I don't know if she is or not. But in this dream, her son was having a bar mitzvah, and they wanted me to write and give the speech for this, well, like a performance for this thing. And I kept saying, no, 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 and they convinced me that I'd be good at it. And so I decided to go ahead and do it. And and then the le- the ending of the dream is me standing at like this, like this hall, you know, where they're having this thing, and a bunch of people are in seats, and there's a kid with a yarmulke on the side getting ready to come on stage. Again, I've never been to a bar mitzvah; I have no idea if that's how it works. This is just what was created in my head, and and I start giving this giving the speech, and I'm getting telling jokes while I'm up there. Oh God, that's so embarrassing. It's so yeah, I know, I know. I have no desire to do any of the things in the, that have come up. But what the hell does that dream mean? I, I don't know. I think that it means that you... You have our dream interpretation book over there, Sarah. Well, what am I supposed to look up? Bar Mitzvah? I don't know. I'm not sure. Celebrity? Again, I've never been to a Bar Mitzvah. I don't even... I mean, I, I just all I know is what's on television. You know, when they show them on TV. But... Uh, see, on the TV... On the TV. I'm looking at... Should I look up Celebrities? I right, guess celebrities. That part was really weird. As lovers slash partners? No, they weren't lovers. Celebrity uh, rescued by a celebrity? No. All right. So they were just there. In general, two thirty-six. They All were right. just there. They were just there. Like there was no sweet love making or uh, no sweet love making. No, no. Okay. No sweet love making, and mostly, yeah, they were just hanging out, telling me I should do it. Just telling me I should I should write the speech and, and give right, the well, speech. All right. Well, here here's the celebrities uh, thing. It says. Our fascination and adoration of our favorite celebrities stem from a desire to emulate their positive qualities or talents. So maybe since they are, you know, two women that you respect their talents. Yeah. Maybe that's why you're trying to get, you know, some advice from them. Okay. Uh, So frequently feel these people are doing something that we would love to do but cannot because we neither have the opportunity nor the self-confidence. Wait, so I want to become a Jewish comedian? Maybe. Is that what it is? Whether you yearn to be as good-looking, as rich, or as powerful as the star that ascended from your unconscious depths, depths, depths of your dreamland. Oh, I want to become a female Jewish comedian. Yes. Okay. 
So it says, uh, here are some celebrities that they say. Uh, it says, for example, a dream of Clint Eastwood or John Wayne or other uh, celebrated icons. How old of is this book? Manliness. <laughs> <laughs> John Wayne? I mean, that's... I'm looking. You know, 2006. It's only 10 wow. years old. But no, this is... It's talking about these celebrities. Like, like, man, like Errol Flynn. <laughs> like, man of industry, Howard Hughes. <laughs> like Clint Eastwood or John Wayne or other celebrated icons of manliness. That's what it's saying. Okay. They're manliness. So if you're a man... Uh, maybe that's you trying to be more manly. If you are a woman, you might dream of, say, <laughs> this is old, Marilyn Monroe or Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> wow. Uh, any of these stars may have highlighted personal qualities that you greatly admire, would like to possess, or are relevant to your current situation. Hmm. Uh, being singled out. Uh, okay. Okay. So here it is. So they're telling you to write it, right? Yeah. They're telling you to write it. You're you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Get this. So this says being singled out by a celebrity in your dreams. No doubt to the envy of your dream friends, who are all jealous of the celebrity. I didn't really have other you. dream friends. Of course you didn't. Um, suggests that you somehow feel undervalued in your waking life, oh. or taken for granted by those around you. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay, we're getting to the root of the issue now. Yeah. To fully understand the message of a dream in which celebrity features, you need to hone in on the quality they represent and decide whether it pertains to someone you know or to some aspect of yourself. Oh, boy. This is yeah. getting deep. Maybe it's telling you to reach out of your comfort zone. Okay. All right. To be a female Jewish comedian. I mean, that would definitely be outside of your comfort zone. <laughs> that specializes in bar mitzvahs, mm-hmm. even though I have no idea how they work. All right, so it says, for example... <laughs> I don't even know this reference. Well, you know the first one says, for example, if you dream of Madonna, why don't your dreaming mind select another female singer? For example, Shirley Basie. Who, who the hell is that? I don't know. Shirley Basie. How old is this book? It's 10 years old. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> All right, who, who, regardless of whoever Shirley Basie is, it says, so what is it specifically about Madonna Shirley that Basie. drives you? Born 1937, a Welsh singer... <laughs> Who began in the 19... 19- who would possibly know who Shirley Basie is? Uh, Why did you dream of Madonna and not Shirley Basie? What kind of a reference is that? Okay, well, Greg, I think that we need to get off the Shirley Basie thing. I'm, now, I'm <laughs> upset, now I want to know who Shirley Basie is. Can you pull up an old time of Shirley Basie? Yeah, it's a little thing. bit of Shirley Basie, if you know oh, what I'm saying. I like to rock out of some good old Charlotte Basie. A real class A talent. <laughs> All right, but to the root of the matter, Greg, it's it's saying, why did your brain, or why did your mind uh, select Madonna? Well, so why did your mind select Tina Fey and Molly Shannon? Why, yeah. Um, yeah, so what is it about them that inspire you? Is it their drive, ambition, their feistiness? I never really think of it as being inspired mm-hmm. by. I'm just, you know, trying to I spell out in your mind the qualities funny. that the celebrity stands for and what trait is being shown, then consider implications. Uh, celebrity dreams may seem sweet or even corny, but th- they do have a powerful energy. If you think the celebrity represents a quality in yourself you'd like to foster, don't assume you have to copy them and follow their life path. Well, I don't really think that's quite Remember, possible. Remember, dreams to only their... depict the essence of something. The way you choose to put that energy to work and how it appears in your life is entirely up to you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been Dreams by Sarah mm. Dillon. We need to get you some theme music when you I analyze know. these things. All right. Well, that that was that dream. So maybe if people have an interpretation. Are you pulling you, up some Shirley Basie? You can send, yeah, I was taking a look to see if I can find some Shirley Basie. I don't know. I'm not sure if Shirley Basie is, in, is, a, is readily available. Uh, uh, I'm going to look her up on the YouTubes. I'm sure, she was, I'm sure she was quite a talent. I'm sure she was quite the card in I'm her not going to say she's not before we get all the Shirley Basie fans emailing us and being like, oh, hey, you guys. Oh, she's saying Diamonds Are Forever. She's oh, singing the okay. James Bond songs. Oh. Maybe it's Bassy. Maybe it is Bassy. <laughs> boy, we're going to get some angry emails oh, over yeah. this one. Oh, man. Oh, boy, is we're my in the doghouse this time. Oh. All right. Well, anyway, that's that dream. So, as we're trying to show, pull up some sure. Shirley Basie. I have, I have, I have Shirley Basie. I just have to watch the Juicy oh, wait, Fruit commercial. Wait, no. I've, I've, God damn it, I've Greg. actually got some. I've got some here. Let me... Uh, We'll see if we can get that pulled up. This is really breaking, compelling, compelling, compelling stuff. Greg, I have it. Okay. Oh, she's saying Goldfinger? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Diamonds are forever. Okay. Well, yeah. now I, boy, paint my face red. Well, now I'm a Shirley Basie fan. I am a total, I've always been a Shirley Basie. I'm old school Shirley Basie. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> cause you found it 10 seconds before I did. 
diamonds. Ah. All right, tell me your other dream. Okay, but I don't know if Shirley Bassey fixed into it. Maybe it is Bassey. Anyway, so the other dream, this one's kind of freaky, and this has been a repeat dream. So it's not along the lines of the girl hitting her head on the door, but it's this. So I'm me in the dream, and and I'm living in a house that is not my house. It's a one-story house. It's kind of like a ranch style. Okay, is this the same ranch style house from your Eunice dreams? No, I don't think so. Okay, I'm never that's how you outside the of, other one. Okay, I did, yeah, but I'm not outside of this house. I'm in this house when I when I'm there, and so there's like a big living room. It's kind of you know ranch style, so it's long, and there's like the living room, and then there's a kind of like a curtain, not a curtain. What would you? Like a divider? Like a divider, mm. yeah, yeah. With like uh, like a divider you walk through into another room. Okay. Where there's like kind of a, um, uh, uh, like an entertainment room. So there's like an entertainment room and a living room, and then there's a kitchen past that. Mm. And I walk through this house, and I'm just going about my day, which my day is apparently just, you know, wa- walking around the house, going to just different putting things. Or, puttering writing around. Writing something on a piece of paper. Sure. Walking around. Write your list. And Gotta have I will points. walk and... Um, I'll start walking and then I'll feel like there's something right in front of me and like a, like, like a person and the best comparison I can give this to uh, really when it comes down to it, that's, it's easy to compare. And I haven't been watching these movies, but I thought about it afterwards, you know, in paranormal activity when they're walking and there's, they can't see the monster. I know exactly what you're talking about. I have nightmares about that. But all the monster the time. is there, and you can run into it, but you can't see no, it. No, that is like in the par- like the second one, I think, where the little girl's running down, like, and all of a sudden she's falls thuds into something that's yeah. not there. So, that is so my that's, nightmare. That's one comparison I can give, but that's Ooh. kind of what it's like. So I walk through this room, and I just feel like there's something right there, and I look up, and I can't see it, but I know it's a giant thing again i haven't watched those movies in years so it's it's not i i really don't think it has anything to do with the movies but it's a it's kind of an accurate apples to apples kind of comparison there um and i can't see it but there's just this giant thing and it like menaces over me and so i back away from it and it's huge i'm talking like you know this is like I'm andre the like giant a giant like gumdrop or something for uh, some reason no it's it's a person but it's like andre the giant oh, but i can't see no, it no. i can't see through him and it's it menaces over me, and I don't like it, and I don't like it at all. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't like it, and it it unnerves me. And uh, the first time it happened, I backed away from it, and I, and I was like, okay, I'm making this up in my head. Even in the dream, I was like, no, no, I'm making that up in my head because I can't see anything. Mm-hmm. So I just go about my stuff, and then as I'm walking around the other way, all of a sudden there it is in front of me again, and and it's just there, and it's just angry angry at me and um and i start walking away and i'm and i start freaking out about it and i'm trying to run away and then i i run down another section of this again it's a ranch style house i run down the other section of the house and there it is there's that divider that i was talking about between the living room and the entertainment room and it's there in front of the divider again i can't see it but i know it's there Mm -hmm. and as as i run around there's somebody else that shows up at the house and he walks out of the hallway and it's another, it's a man and I don't know this person. He's, he's probably, looks like he's kind of in like his 40s or something like that. Okay. Um, normal dressed person, but I'm not afraid of this guy. I'm, I, 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 he looks at me and he's just sitting there looking at me and I'm like, what is going on? What's happening? He's like, um, well, yeah, it's real. Um, and this is the strange part. He's like, that's Kevin. Kevin what? doesn't Kevin doesn't like you. What? This is I swear this is my dream, dude. It's uh, I there's something wrong with me. Yeah, he said that's Kevin. Kevin doesn't like you. All right. And I'm like, "Why?" Kevin the giant man ghost? Yeah, and I'm like, "Why?" And he said, "I don't know." But he doesn't like you. And so so I so I'm I'm like, "Okay." And I just have to go about like trying to ignore it, but this uh, wherever I go, this thing just shows up next to me. So would you cl- classify it more like as like a angry. ghost or a monster? I I guess more of a ghost. No, I that don't sounds know. like a monster. Maybe maybe a monster. I mean, it's not a per- it's not really a, a person necessarily. Yeah, maybe more of a monster. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But it's it's there, and it's just 
angry. Like you can just feel it staring at me and angry, angry at me just for existing. Kevin like, the angry man. Yeah, but his name is Kevin. That's Kevin. He doesn't like you. And that's and that's where it comes from. That's it. I mean, I don't know. Again, the more I say that, you know, it sounds like something from, from Paranormal Activity. But uh, again, that's just the best comparison I can give. Have not watched those movies in years. So, mm. um, yeah. So what does that mean? And I've had this re- uh, dream repeated. All right, so you're... Um, it's probably about thir- the third time now. So you feel like this thing is, uh, it's it's following you. Yeah, like it follows me throughout it's, the it's house. It's showing up where you are. Like it's 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 kind of like it's stalking you a little. Yeah, bit. it follows me throughout it's the house. It's pursuing you. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I guess so. All right, so here's this. So it says dreams in which you are being uh, chased or pursued show that you feel threatened by someone or something in life. The key of such dream is to discover the identity of the pursuer. So we know it's Kevin. <laughs> Somebody named Kevin. What does Kevin stand for? That's what we need to figure out. I mean, I can't think of any Kevins that are actively in my life that I would feel threatened by, so I don't really know. No, I don't either. But I mean, like, but Kevin, maybe it's, uh, you know, some sort of, like, the, maybe the letters are jumbled up, it's or an maybe it's for a, something an acronym or... for something, yes. Mm. Uh, if you know the person or the sphere of life they represent, try to work out why you should feel intimidated by them in the real world. If you don't recognize the person, it's possible that they represent aspects of yourself to which you're in denial about or from which you're trying to escape. See, well, this person is like Scott Daly tall, but I, I don't think it's Scott oh, that God, I feel that menaced tall? by. Yeah, oh God, yeah, that's that a monster. No, yeah, I mean, I'm talking huge. Yeah, so, but I, I don't feel, <laughs> I, I never, never in my life have I felt menaced by Scott Daly. So I don't. Okay, so whoever or whatever your pursuer in your dream symbolizes, remember they represent a challenge you need to face in order for it to be neutralized. Okay, so it's a challenge. Then what is it? Who is Kevin? Uh, you have to figure out. That's your challenge. That's your challenge to figure out who Kevin is, Greg. Okay. We can uh, only take you so far. We've got some help, help in the live chat. Go right. FunEmploymentRadio.com slash live. If you're a live subscriber, $6.99 a month helps us tremendously to keep this going. And thank you very much. So uh, Vicky says, are you feeling guilty about something? Not that I'm aware of. Maybe that I'm not exercising enough, but I don't think mm-hmm. that's it. I don't think Kevin is exercise. Uh, Simon says... Um, Kevin pronounced Kevin is the oh the Welsh word for back. Do you have lower back pain? You used to actually, yeah. I did have some pretty good back pain um, going a couple but you, weeks ago. But you ago, wouldn't but be fearing it, or do you n- fear it? I hate it, but but I mean, does it is it like a scary thing for you? It laid me out for an entire day mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago on a Sunday. Oh, yeah. yeah, where I couldn't, I couldn't, I really couldn't move. No, that was like after I tried to pretend to play softball that one weekend yeah, I could yeah, walk for like yeah a no that was awful yeah. but I don't know how I would associate that with Kevin um, it's obviously so you're absolutely sure that it was Kevin yeah oh yeah no he was real specific specifically it's that's Kevin. Kevin he doesn't like you yeah Kevin didn't Kevin does not like Nivek, me uh, Nivek all right, so that's your challenge. So, Greg, what you need to do is take some time to think and figure out who, in fact, Kevin is. All right. You have a name. That's actually something good to work with. It's not just some like faceless entity. Like, you have a name that was Well, it is a faceless entity. Well, it is a faceless entity, but... It's not a nameless entity. It's not a nameless entity. Yeah. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. So, I don't know what Kevin means. Kevin the Invisible Monster? Yeah, I mean... Huh. Wait, so I'm he was invisible, think, wait, wait, but you could see him or something. not see him? What? What? Uh, no, 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 no. I was just thinking about one thing, but this that that has nothing to do with this. So, yeah, I don't know. It's wait, a very so strange dream. No, 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 nothing. Um, because that wouldn't be a menacing thing. So I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what it means. Hmm. I I couldn't tell you. That's what I've learned with dreams. You always pay attention to the specifics, especially if you get something like really specific like that. Yeah. Well, I'll have to see what it is. So stay away from fuckers named Kevin, huh? I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a, yeah, maybe it's a warning about someone named Kevin. No. I don't know. This is getting weird. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on from it. Oh, now I'm thinking about it too much. I think Greg has like some sort of recognition that he's not telling us. Oh, hello, my friends. Hi, Greg. Hi. 
My name is Sarah Stillen. I don't know if you knew that. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. Got a got a few stories over here for your for your listening pleasure. First one is a story about a Thai monk who won the lottery. A Thai monk. A Thai monk is now speaking out saying that the winning lottery numbers that he chose came from examining a tree on his property and that the tree texture actually gave him the numbers to which he won with. How does that work? I don't know. I have a lot of trees. Maybe you should look at them a little closer. I have quite a number of trees on my property. You do have a lot of trees. That's very exciting for you. It's about time they started paying for something. Yeah, lazy trees. Oh, they're so annoying. They're making oxygen for us to live. I would like to cut down about five of my trees. Well, a Buddhist monk living in a monastery in Thailand won nearly uh, $200,000 in a lottery jackpot thanks to a lucky number that he claims was revealed to him by a tree. Oh. See, maybe if you respected your trees a little bit more, Greg. We bring up trees, you say you want to kill them all. I respect about uh, three quarters of them. Mm -hmm. Five of them suck, and they need to be taken down, but they're too big. Yeah, Greg's trees suck. No, five of them do. Five of them do. Uh, So this guy's name is, uh, the monk's name is Fra Tecapalo, 41 years young. Uh, He's part of the Chipaco Temple. This is so hard to pronounce. Doing really good. Just outside of Bangkok. Thank you. I was really impressed Mm -hmm. with myself. The Chipaco Uh, Temple. Revealed that he won first prize in the lottery after a long-time habit of purchasing several tickets every month. Doesn't that kind of go against being a monk, though? That's what kind of... Yeah. Aren't you supposed to, like, turn your... He lives on donations. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to, like, turn your back on, you know... Superficial monks got to have fun too, but yeah, lottery. Monks got to do what a monk's got to do. Lottery does seem like that would be against. Yeah, so I guess uh, he has been getting some some lashback actually. Yeah, so so it has been seen as controversial by some who point out that monks indeed are supposed to forego luxuries such as money and you know other. What's he gonna do with the money? Uh, Let's see. So uh, Fra uh, became a monk ten about ten years ago. Oh my gosh, I have to sneeze. Sorry. But it's just sitting there. God damn it. I keep seizing. Voted best podcast in Portland. <laughs> we are Fun Employment Radio. Name that. I can't help it. I've been seizing all morning. Imagine what the competition is. <laughs> False alarm. <laughs> okay, there we go. Breaking news. Sneeze gate. <laughs> <clears throat> Fra, who became a monk about 10 years ago, said he chose the lucky number 84 as the last of the numbers on his winning ticket after the lucky number was revealed to him while examining the textures of a teak tree on the monastery grounds. Uh, Where was so this at again? This is in Samut Sakon, Thailand. Okay. Oh, all right. Did I do it right? <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, so the monk said that he's going to uh, give the money to his mother so she can put a down payment on a house and also spend it for tuition for his son. Don't know if he's going to buy himself anything shiny and new, but we'll see. Shiny and new. Best podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> this story, we, we don't get political on this show, but this isn't a political story, but it's funny that it's something that's happening in politics that just put a smile on my face this morning. Yes, this is freezing. All right. Uh, so there's a, the leader of um, a group that is actually existing, which is called Latinos for Trump. Latinos for Latinos Trump. Latinos for Trump. And now the founder, Marco Gutierrez, uh, decided to go on MSNBC this past week and warn everybody about the impending threats of doom that will happen <laughs> if uh, if Mexicans are allowed you know, to live in America. Yes. So Doom. Doom. <laughs> So uh, Gutierrez was attempting on MSNBC to make a serious point about the danger of illegal immigration when he decided to make a prediction as to what would happen if Mexicans were able to run rampant about our country. Oh, a delicious, delicious prediction. <laughs> a delicious predicament. Gutierrez, who of course is Latino, says uh, my culture is a very dominant culture, and it is imposing and it is causing problems. Then he goes on to say the best thing ever: if you don't do something about it. You're going to have taco trucks on every corner. Yes! Taco trucks! Taco trucks! Now, of course, this totally backfired on him. I think he was trying to paint this as a negative. As a negative? Uh, Why would tacos ever be a negative? Yes. Like, who considers tacos? Oh, 
horrible. Oh, my God. A taco truck on every corner. Are you kidding me? If there's a taco truck out. Or that I would mean, be like the best thing ever. It would be amazing. I mean, maybe I would be eating too many tacos. There's probably too much taco consumption, but you know what? They're a good balance of, uh, you know, veggies, protein, carbohydrates. I have noticed tacos people are saying kind of the no. perfect food. I have no. The, where where I could see it being a little bit what? controversial. What is this? Because what? I have I have seen people post this. What about tamales? Oh, I do like my tamale. Guy. I mean, if we're ju- are we eliminating tamales? No, are people, no. Are people excluding those? I think those? it can be tacos and tamales. Because I love tamales too. I know. Equally. I love burritos. I like to take a chicken tamale and then a cheese or corn tamale. I like the cheese and chili. And I, yeah. and I mix them together and well, I make myself delicious. Yeah, and I mash them up. Make yourself a big, mushy, I don't mash them. tamale. No, I don't mash them. I take one bite of chicken, one bite of the corn or the cheese one, and I mix those together. And Well, let me tell you this. The Washington, oh, I want tamales so bad I know. Right I'm now. so hungry right now. So let me tell you this. The Washington Post actually did some uh, mathematics on this, and it did turn out that if, in fact... There was a taco truck on every corner of the, in the United States. It would create 9.6 million jobs, virtually ending unemployment in the United States. I am 100% uh, for I this. I think, like, in, in one swoop, this guy has solved the nation's problems. A taco truck on every a corner. A taco truck on every corner. Dude, if you made that your promise, you, <laughs> you might get my vote just on that alone. I know. Like, I'm just, I'm pro taco trucks. Oh, yeah, 100%. If Hillary's smart, man, she needs to jump on this and do something. <laughs> I'm just going to put it on the record. We don't get political here at Fun Employment Radio, but we're putting it on the record. Our political stance is we are pro taco truck. Pro taco truck. Yes, uh, so many people are so excited about this this glorious backfiring. So you hate tacos. We're not the podcast for you. The, the hashtag this morning, taco truck on every corner, was the number one trending thing on Twitter. <laughs> taco truck on every corner. God, what a magical world. Oh, that would be such a magical world. Oh, all right. So from tacos to this, uh, at a Warwickshire. Warwickshire? Warwickshire. Wait, how is, how is that again? Warwickshire. I don't think you say the W, do you? Oh, what? what? Warwickshire, I think. Isn't that how you would say it? Warwickshire. Like Warwick Davis. Oh, the little guy? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you say that. You don't say Warwick. Warwick. Out of England. I hope they make it Life's Too Short season two. But That show was so funny. So good. If you've never seen Life's Too Short with Warwick Davis. Give a brief explanation. It's it's a mockumentary. It's kind of like a Larry David, like Curb Your Enthusiasm, only for Warwick Davis of him playing this. He plays himself as a douchebag. Just bag. this douchebag <laughs> version of Warwick Davis. Trying Who's to the get, little guy? He's a yeah. He's the guy in um, what? Willow. Willow. And he's, yes, he's Willow. He's wicked. He's, he's in a million things. And Harry Potter... Um, yeah, he's in a ton of things, but he just plays this douchebag version of himself, thinking he's this huge, famous actor, and he just gets shit on by everybody. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And he stalks... He has such a good sense of humor. He stalks Ricky Gervais trying to pitch him scripts, and Ricky Gervais <laughs> just openly makes fun Ricky of him. Ricky Gervais and the, uh, and the guy... Uh, Steven... Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm forgetting his last name, yeah, but yeah. but they both just dislike him immensely. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, man. It's so good. All right, well, not about him, but a woman in England... Uh, decided to waste resources by deciding to call an ambulance to take her home after she said her feet hurt from shopping for too long. <laughs> oh my goodness, the problems. A 32-year-old woman indeed used so um, do you know the British version of 911? 999? Greg, I'm so impressed. Yes, yeah, so this woman that. called 999 uh, she's 32 years old and got in touch with an emergency dispatcher. <laughs> my, my feet are tired. Yes. Uh, so she said, I've been on my feet shopping all day and now my feet are... Wait, I need to do it in my British... <clears throat> I need water. I need to do it in my British accent. I've been on my feet shopping all day and now my feet are hurting me so much I can't walk. They're burning. They're burning. That's true. So the woman, uh, the woman continued to talk to the emergency dispatcher that she was going to have to walk home two whole miles, and she would not be able to complete the trip in her condition with oh. her with her feet that are. On oh, fire. the travesty! Mm-hmm. So uh, the operator said, "If there's a medical reason why you can't walk, then we'll take you to the nearest available emergency department." And the woman asked how she'd be able to get home from there. The operator responded that her transport was unrelated to the ambulance service, and she should <laughs> probably get a cab. <laughs> My feet are so tired. My feet are on fire. Got, got a, let's see, how many more do I have? 
All right, I have, I have, I have a three for at the end. Just some, some brief. It's a three, three crazy men. Okay. First up, uh, cops are on the lookout in South Carolina for a nude man. A nude man. A nude man who cops holds are, up a convenience. You can say store. that in a sexy way too. Cops are hunting for a nude man. Cops are on the lookout in North Carolina sexy for North a Carolina, South Carolina. South Carolina for a nude man. Sexy nude man. No, you don't have to add in anything. Oh. You don't know if he's sexy. He could be. They just asked for a nude man. It's true. Any, any nude n- man. Any nude man. <laughs> any nude man. Cops, you found me. <laughs> bing, bing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so South Carolina cops are on the lookout for a nude man. A nude man. Who robbed a convenience store at gunpoint and escaped only with... A Reese's peanut butter cup. He had a craving. Uh, so they're calling him the Naked Candy Bandit. The Naked Candy Bandit. A Reese's... Wait, a peanut butter cup? or a peanut butter cup. Okay. He stole a Reese's peanut One butter One of the cup. big ones or the double pack? or Greg, it doesn't Single specify. or double pack? Oh, sometimes, you know what? I'll just go and get one big one and just like, it's my secret to myself. And I'll just eat the whole thing. Sarah's Sexy Secrets. <laughs> Sarah's sexy secret. Coming to the Fun Appointment Radio Network. Because they're like the size of Sarah's like basically sexy like a hamburger patty, and I'll just sit there and I'll be like, there's only one of them. I'm only eating one piece of candy. It's an enormous piece of candy. But I'm eating it. It's <laughs> the worst sexy show ever. <laughs> Sarah's sexy secret. Guilty pleasures. <laughs> the naked candy bandit watched it, walked into Scotchman's store in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina before midnight. An officer responded to a 911 call and spoke to a 51-year-old worker who states that an unknown man came into the store naked with a gun in his hand and stole the candy. Well, uh, the victim said that the suspect pointed the gun at him while he was running toward the candy. So he went in, the guns blazing. Ooh. Sexy guns blazing. <laughs> Uh, so uh, he then was, as he ran in naked, wielding the gun, he ran toward the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. No, oh, it says cups now. It's first, it initially said cup. Oh. So maybe it's getting sexier in here. It's getting very sexy in here. Stop. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, it's getting sexier. The victim said the suspect pointed the sexy gun at him while he was running toward the candy. The robber then stole Reese's peanut butter cups and left. It's estimated that the nude suspect was somewhere between 18... Nude suspect. Between 18 and 30 years old. Oh. The nude suspect. Nude suspect. The employee said was naked except for a bandana over his face and a pair of black shoes. Black shoes. The witness did add that the gunman did not say anything or approach him. Just grabbed a sexy bag of Reese's peanut butter cups. He just grabbed a sexy bag. The responding cop who was unable to locate the nude man. Nude man. You're so sad the knobs aren't working. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there it is. That sounds awful. Yes. 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 Okay, I'm going to say nude man again. All right. The nude man. Nude man. Was naked except for a bandana over his face and a pair of black shoes. A pair of black shoes. The nude man. The witness said, did not say anything or approach him. He didn't need to say a word. Okay, all right, that's enough. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right, put it down. This has been Sarah's Sexy Secrets. I like, Craig, will you put down the porn music, please? (laughs) I kind of want to leave it for the rest of the show. Did you want me to do the rest? No, it'll take away. (laughs) Oh, wait, no, my God. My next story is a nude man. Nude man. Okay, bring it back up. Bring it back up. I just realized this. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna accent your your. I'm of crazy so excited day. that you're making this decision to do that. I'm doing a remix. Uh, this is this story is out of Penticton, which randomly enough, I'm so excited I came across this story for many reasons. But one of which is I used to go to Penticton all the time in college because it's pretty close to the border. Would you go to Penticton? Oh my god. 
Um, and Penticton was a really cool place. I remember because I was 18 and uh, nobody really carted us there. And we where could where was here. Penticton? Penticton's in uh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Mm-hmm. British Columbia. BC. All right, here we go. Cops were called to a gas station after a man sprayed bear spray down his pants, stripped naked, and then poured milk on his genitals. Oh my god, there's so much right there. <laughs> Pick your word. Sprayed words. down his pants and poured milk on his genitals. Out of Penticton. Penticton, B.C. Mounties in Penticton, B.C. said they got quite an eyeful last week after a man peeled off his clothes. Peeled off his clothes. And began washing himself with milk after inadvertently spraying bear spray down his pants. Slowly washing himself. That sounded a little bit more like the luck dragon. Doing <laughs> you it. It was, uh, got, got a little Can bit. Can you reach my Slowly <laughs> wash me with some milk. Well, right. officers were called to a local gas station shortly b- before 2 a.m. on August 24th to find a victim completely naked, making him a nude man. A nude man. He was in excruciating pain and vigorously using his shirt to scrub his genitals with homogenized milk in an attempt to relieve the pain. Homogenized milk. The man told police he'd been, a- been attacked by three unknown men, but uh, but Detective Rigglesworth... <laughs> Detective Rigglesworth, what are you doing here? Detective Rigglesworth said an investigation revealed that the spray pattern was consistent with the alleged victim carrying his own can of bear spray. That's one consistent spray pattern. He then said that the victim became uncooperative. Uh, later that night, Detective... What was his name? Rigglesworth. Detective Rigglesworth. Later that night, Detective Rigglesworth uh, ended up going to a home and found five other people outside of the home where the guy was at rolling around in the grass after they two <laughs> all were hit with the bear spray. Looks like someone started a party. Detective Rigglesworth said that the five were also uncooperative, but told police that they got bear sprayed to the genitals because <laughs> they were all attacked over owing someone money. <coughs> Homogenized milk. <laughs> All right, that's the end of that story. <laughs> <laughs> this guy isn't naked. This guy, I didn't realize that it, sometimes things are just suspect. This guy isn't nude. He's shirtless. Oh, well, that's close enough. Okay, close enough. Can you turn down the porn music? <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's for the rest of every show we ever do for the rest of our lives. Has this throughout right. the background the entire time. Uh, okay, <laughs> this is one of my. I'm saying it's, it's one of my favorite headlines. I do have one more. Okay, all right. It's a short one. It's a short okay. one. Okay. And it's my favorite headline. It just says, "Shirtless man fires corn cobs at neighbor's house using potato gun." <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like Oregon news. <laughs> this sounds it's in Rhode Island. Okay. A Rhode Island. And again, let me just repeat that: shirtless man fires corn cobs at neighbor's house using potato gun. <laughs> a Rhode Island man fired opened, corn cobs at me. <laughs> opened fire on his neighbor's home this week using corn cobs and a homemade potato gun. Now, this guy's name, not one to be trifled with, Jeffrey Osella, 50 years old, has been feuding with his neighbor for the past 13 years. 13 <laughs> That's years. A long That's time. some real. Well, this happened Tuesday night. That's when the corn cob potato gun came into effect. Who feuds after... with their neighbor for 13 years? <laughs> well, never mind. Wait a minute. I had a feud with my method neighbors for yeah, 10. Yeah, maybe he's living next to okay. methods. Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, Tuesday night, after a yelling argument between the two homeowners, Osella loaded corn cobs into a PVC pipe <laughs> potato gun and it. shot them at his neighbor's house. <laughs> Uh, Captain Sean Lacey said this particular incident did not stem from a new argument, just a long-standing argue- argument between the two. Uh, a girl riding her bicycle nearby dodged a flying corn cob. No one was struck or injured. <laughs> when police arrived at Osella's home, uh, he was intoxicated, shirtless, and covered in corn kernels. Oh, that is no way to go through life. That is not how you want to be arrested. Intoxicated, covered shirtless, in, and covered, covered in, in corn, corn kernels. kernels. <laughs> Osella told police he didn't shoot the neighbor just in the general direction of his home. He was arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Intoxicated, shirtless, and covered in qu- corn kernels isn't a way to go through life, son. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you have it. That's there we go. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh
<laughs> it's My too long hurts. to be the name of this episode, but that's it. <laughs> shirtless. shirtless and covered in corn kernels. <laughs> I think we probably need to make an exception for this. <laughs> And that's why there was one more story. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's pretty good. <laughs> all right, um, all right, I have to do a little bit of ball talk really okay. quick. <laughs> Here, wait, give me. A it's hard to follow that up with ball talk, but I have to. <laughs> okay. Um, shirt <laughs> covered in corn kernels. <laughs> I think Ed in the chat said we have a new segment called uh, "Sexy News." That may be <laughs> "Sexy News" may have to come back on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy. Oh. All right, I'm Craig Nibbler. Let's talk balls. <laughs> balls. Um, <laughs> we won't do much balls. Mainly, uh, I'll do an update on the Colin Kaepernick stuff. But then also, you know what this weekend is? It's already started. Labor Day? Start of college football. Oh, college God. football Ugh. has returned. And I will continue my tradition of predicting 100% correctly the outcomes of three matches over this weekend. So, Sarah, you're going to be helping me out on that when no, I get to it. did you that. send me the thingy? I believe I did. I believe. There it is. I did. All right. First up in ball talk. Um, We have... Wait, do I pick one or all three? No, you'll pick, pick two. I pick two. Yeah, I'll let you... I'll, meh, I'll let you pick one. Okay. You get to pick one. I mean, I've done a lot of research on these, but not on all of them. So you can pick one of them. Oh, but thanks, Greg. So big of you. First up, before we do that, uh, the continuing Colin Kaepernick stuff. I just want to give an update on what's going on with that. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, of course, had been sitting during the national anthem. And now he, last night when they were in San Diego, he actually took a uh, knee. He was joined by one of his teammates, uh, Eric Reed, and then also Jeremy Lane of the Seahawks up in um, Seattle for their game. He also... Uh, I don't know if he sat or took a knee during the National Anthem, but in solidarity with what Colin Kaepernick is standing up for. Um, Colin Kaepernick, I'm going to give him a a lot of credit here for this. Again, it's his 100% absolute right to protest. And anybody who says otherwise, that's just, that's that's his right to Mm. do that. Um, Whether you agree with him or not. And he is actually doing something really cool. He's definitely putting his money where his his ideals are. And... uh, He's donating the first $1 million, $1 million of his salary to community organizations to fight for his causes that he believes in. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's... that's All right. Way to turn it around. Those pigs with top hats yesterday. The, the, the stupid socks were a dumb idea, but you know what? I'm glad somebody was you able can't to talk let some that. sense into him. Yeah, you can't. I don't think you can let that... Um, uh, dissuade. That's just one bad decision you made. The, the whole ideal that he's standing for is actually... He's 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 standing up for something, you know, and you got to give him credit because there's so many different things. And the one thing that I got to say too, with all the the stupid backlash against him, whether again whether you agree with how he's doing it or not, there are so many terrible people that have played in the NFL that do awful things, and I don't think he deserves as much shit as he's getting just for standing up for making a statement of what he believes in. Yeah, not, everyone's know, allowed to. Yeah, everybody's allowed to. There are. Some horrible people in the NFL that get away with all kinds of stuff. Not all of them, and I'm, I'm just saying that's just a small percentage. But some of them are real awful, you know, like the the women beating mm-hmm. kind, you know. And those guys don't get nearly half the protests that Colin Kaepernick's getting. So Colin Kaepernick uh, standing up for what he believes in, awesome, and, and making a statement. So there we go. It's going to continue. I, one other thing, I'll say this: I posted this on my Twitter account, and I'm not going to play it. But uh, Herm Edwards from ESPN made a really good two-minute speech explaining giving a perspective on what he's doing and where he's coming from. Um, Herm Edwards is an old football coach. He is like a football football coach. Okay. Um, also African-American. But he's as football as it gets. But uh, his his statement's actually really good. So, all right. <clears throat> there we go. Moving on to ball talk. Let's just go to this. Let's make my predictions. Yeah, all right. College football. Sarah, I'm going to do one, then you're going to give me one, and then I'll, I'll round it out. Okay, First what if up, I pick the same one that you do? All right, fine. Which one do you have? I was going to do number 18, Georgia, versus number 22, North Carolina. Oh. Oh, boy. Picking a picking a difficult one there. Battle in the South, if you will. Oh. SEC versus the ACC. God, sometimes I just want you to North Carolina, talking. known for basketball. 
more than football. George, home of the Bulldogs. UGA have a, some big tailgate parties down there in Georgia against the North Carolina Tar Heels. Stand on the ground, Tar Heels. I think that's what that means. I don't know. Anyway, Georgia number 18, UNC number 22. It is in Georgia at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. The winner will be Georgia Bulldogs. The Georgia Bulldogs will come out successful in that one. Uh, so place your bets accordingly and please give a tithing to Fun Employment Radio. Next one. Um. Shoot, I gotta leave too. Uh, okay, we'll do a mm, number two Clemson at Auburn. Ooh, this is a tough one. Clemson Tigers. A lot of people. You're so proud them. of yourself for picking such a tough one for yourself. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> just what is going on over there? I didn't think I was gonna Greg's actually losing burn. control. I'm losing control. <laughs> I realized what time it is. I had to be out of here a minute ago. It's like you startled a burp out of yourself. I really didn't mean to do that. I'm normally not a person that burps into the microphone. (laughs) It was an accident. Accidents happen to all of us. You looked looked more surprised. I was mortified that I just did that. (laughs) But now I've talked too much about it and I can't cut it out of the podcast. So anyway, uh, all right. Number two, Clemson. The Clemson Tigers versus the Auburn Tigers. Auburn unranked. Number two, Clemson. A lot of people pick them to win the whole thing this year. Not this guy. Auburn's going to upset him. Auburn's going to upset Clemson. We're starting this week off with an upset. Auburn over Clemson. Georgia over UNC. And the final one will be... Where's Iowa at? I want to pick an Iowa game. Iowa. Do it in real time. I I lost where it (laughs) was. That preparing thing? For the birds. Boring. Um, Let's see here. The Iowa Hawkeyes, of course. (laughs) University of Iowa. Up there in, I don't know if it's in Sioux City or where, I can't remember where it is. Can you speculate about geography now? I I can't remember exactly (laughs) which city, Iowa, University of Iowa, is in. I know that they are playing. Oh my God. And they're going to be playing a football Best podcast in Portland. (laughs) Um, I I lost where it is. I mean, you could hear us peek when Greg burped into the microphone. Oh, <laughs> class. I found Iowa State. God dang it. Where was it? I just had it pulled just up. Just pick another one, Greg. <sighs> but it was very important. It if was it was that important, important, you would have found it earlier. If it was that important, <laughs> I wouldn't have lost it in the first place. Um. All right. Well, that'll be a bonus one. I'll, if I can find it, I'll post it. Uh, we'll do number 16, US, UCLA at Texas A&M. UCLA at Texas A&M. Uh, UCLA. Oh, no. I know what I was going to do. The Huskies. That's what I was going to do. University of Washington versus Rutgers. Rutgers at University of Washington. The Huskies ranked at number 14. Quite frankly, I'm going to be honest here, seems a bit overranked. I don't really think the Huskies are going to be that good out of nowhere. Wow, you're just taking a real gamble here. Uh, Well, it's not a real gamble. They're they're overranked. Uh, I wish the Huskies the best of luck. I don't root against them unless they're playing Oregon or Oregon State. Or maybe Washington State. So they're fourth on the depth chart. But anyway, Huskies, Rutgers. It's going to be a close one, but I think the Huskies will win. Okay. Rutgers will come close to upsetting them. Huskies will win. There you go. Huskies, Georgia, and Sarah? I don't listen to you. You forgot. Is that why you're asking me? <laughs> oh, my God. I got to go do another show. Okay. All right. I got to get out of here. You're still All right, doing this go. one. You can't check out yet. Those are the predictions. <laughs> Way to go. Thank you so much. Place your bets and send me a tithing. And UCL... No, I didn't make that one. Oh, wow. It's a little hot in here. It's really not, and I'm usually the one that gets warm. You did good, Greg. Got to go do good again. I'll be on digitaltrends.com in about uh, less than an hour. Uh, In less than an hour, you'll be at Digital Trends. Digitaltrends.com. You can watch me live on there. I'm going to watch them. Join me, please. Yes, indeed. Uh, Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Have a great weekend. We will not be doing a show on Monday because it is Labor Day, and we'll be taking that one off. But uh, we appreciate it. But we'll everybody. be back Tuesday. And we hope have a very fun and safe Labor Day. Yes. And if you're out in the water, be careful. Don't be a statistic. If you have a ski boat, please uh, mm. let me know. And I would love to go skiing. 
Oh yeah, that, I, I really, that really, really want to go water oh, skiing. I have to work a fucking wedding tomorrow. Who gets married on Labor Day weekend? Mm, I don't know. I'm. Oh, boy, that's a tough one. Yeah. Well, you have fun skiing. I want to go water skiing. Okay. All right. Let's just. I'll go come ahead. water skiing with you. That sounds like you're going to smother somebody. No, I didn't mean in a bad way. Oh, uh, final. Iowa's going to beat Miami from University of Thank God you were able to fit that in. All right. All right. (laughs) Thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back on Tuesday with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, everybody. Oh, homogenized milk. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.